Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, October 19th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include a looming recession, Bitcoin gets its day, and earnings season rolls on. Those stories and more, but first, let's get caught up on markets. U.S. stock futures are higher, with Dow, S&P 500, and NASDAQ 100 futures up as much as three-tenths of a percent. Brent crude futures are gaining eight-tenths of a percent to $84 a barrel. The stock's Europe 600 is up a tenth of a percent, while shares in Asia closed higher. China's Shanghai Composite and Japan's Nikkei 225 both gained more than half a percent. Bitcoin is higher by nearly 2% at over $62,000. Now our top stories. The U.S. economy is headed for a recession as worries about the labor market and the coronavirus have worsened dramatically over the past two months. The projection by two economists, Danny Blanchflower, a professor of economics at Dartmouth College and a former member of the rate-setting committee of the Bank of England, and Alex Bryson of University College London, point to declining consumer confidence as a bellwether for recession. In a recent paper, The Economist studied consumer sentiment from 1987 until now and found that consumer expectations provide a, quote, early warning system for trouble ahead. Blanchflower told the New York Post that even though retail sales figures have logged better than expected readings, they could soon worsen. Blanchflower said the decline would be driven by women who are afraid to go back to work because of childcare and other issues. The first exchange-traded fund linked to Bitcoin launches on the New York Stock Exchange today. While the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF does not invest directly in Bitcoin, it holds futures contracts of the digital currency. Bitcoin is trading over $62,000. In separate but related news, France has used digital assets and blockchain technology in a series of bond transactions. A consortium of France's biggest financial market participants utilized a digital currency that was issued by the Bank of France as part of a 10-month experiment in the country's debt market. And third quarter earnings season rolls on. Johnson & Johnson shares are up nearly 1% in pre-market trading after posting results that exceeded analyst estimates. It also lifted its full-year EPS guidance. In other news, profits at Steel Dynamics soared in the third quarter as demand remained strong and prices rose. Shares are up nearly 2% in pre-market trading. Company reporting results today include Bank of New York Mellon, Travelers, Procter & Gamble, and Philip Morris International. Netflix and United Airlines will report after the closing bell. In other news, UK and European gas prices surged as much as 18% yesterday after a pipeline capacity auction showed no increase from Russia, either through the Ukrainian pipeline system or lines passing via Poland to Northwest Europe. Prices are up more than five times higher than a year ago. Russian gas flows into the three main pipeline routes into Western Europe have already declined in October. In other news, Russia has ordered NATO to close its liaison office in Moscow and recall diplomats accredited to the military alliance. The FDA is moving to allow people to receive booster shots that differ from their first COVID-19 vaccine doses. Latvia will enter into a nearly month-long lockdown, including a curfew, 
due to the worsening coronavirus situation in the Baltic country, where vaccination rates are among the lowest in the European Union. Industrial production in the U.S. declined a seasonally adjusted 1.3 percent in September as supply chain disruptions in the automobile industry and lingering effects of Hurricane Ida weighed on manufacturing and mining output. Businesses in Canada say they're planning to increase investments and hire staff as they deal with continued supply chain disruptions and labor shortages. That's according to a survey from the Bank of Canada. And as natural gas prices have surged, coal-fired generation in the U.S. is set to increase for the first time in seven years. The U.S. Energy Information Agency said coal-fired generation will jump 22 percent this year. The rise in the price of uranium is fueling a boom in U.S.-listed shares of Canadian uranium giant Cameco. They've jumped more than 20 percent in October and almost doubled in 2021. Fellow Canadian miner Denison Mines surged 27% this month and almost tripled so far this year, while Texas-based Uranium Energy Corp. has climbed more than 14% in October. Amazon.com said it's hiring 150,000 seasonal workers in the United States. And Walmart said it would create 400 new full-time jobs in South Carolina as it has selected Spartanburg County for a new high-tech grocery distribution center. Albertsons projected higher inflation for the rest of the year, driven by higher supply chain and labor costs across the food industry. Information technology company CDW said it has agreed to buy serious computer solutions for $2.5 billion in cash from private equity firm Clayton Dubillier and Rice. Rent the Runway is seeking a valuation of as much as $1.5 billion in its initial public offering of shares next week. Sinclair Broadcast Group, one of the largest owners of broadcast stations in the United States, said it is working to contain a cybersecurity incident that disrupted some of its networks and had some of its servers and workstations encrypted with ransomware. Talks between Deere and 10,000 workers who went on strike last week have resumed. The agricultural equipment giant says it is fully committed to the collective bargaining process and resolving the strike. State Street posted better-than-expected quarterly profit as market gains and new business wins lifted revenue. Ericsson posted a third-quarter net profit that beat expectations as strong sales of 5G equipment in North America, Europe, and Latin America helped to offset a hefty sales decline in China. The Chinese electronics maker Xiaomi said Tuesday that the company plans to mass-produce its own vehicles in the first half of 2024. And a Toyota Mirai with a full tank of hydrogen managed to travel 845 miles, enough to set a Guinness world record. The 2021 Mirai completed its journey over two separate days in late August, with both legs beginning and ending at a Toyota facility in Gardena, California. Geely-owned Volvo Cars said its initial public offering would value the automaker at up to $23 billion in what is likely to be one of Europe's biggest listings this year. RockTech Lithium is preparing a NASDAQ listing to help finance a half-billion-dollar battery metal smelter in Germany that's taking place near key suppliers and customers, including Tesla and BASF. The company, backed by venture capitalist Peter Thiel, is betting on Germany playing a leading role for Europe's electric vehicle transition. Publicis Group boosted its outlook for 2021 organic growth thanks to strong demand for digital marketing services in the third quarter. And Halliburton posted a quarterly profit compared with a year-ago loss as demand rebounded for oil field services from oil and gas producers. 
Apple unveiled a new line of Mac personal computers featuring the company's custom chips and an upgraded set of AirPods. Martha Stewart plans to unveil a collection of NFTs on her e-commerce site. Alongside products for dining, drinking, and decorating, Ms. Stewart will sell her first line of digital collectibles, Halloween-themed non-fungible tokens featuring images of her costumes carved into pumpkins. And Ed Ruscha's 1965 masterpiece, Ripe, will be offered at Christie's in November with an estimated value of between $18 and $22 million. California recorded its driest year in a century. It was the second driest on record based on precipitation and runoff. That's according to the California Department of Water Resources. Only in 1924 was there even less rain and snowfall in a year. And Colin Powell, former Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has died. He was 84. At 7 a.m., U.S. equity futures are pointing to a higher open, with Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures higher by as much as three-tenths of a percent. Crude is higher by more than 1% at $82.61 a barrel. Gold is gaining nearly 1%, trading at $1,779 an ounce. And Bitcoin is up nearly 2% to over $62,000. The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury is 1.6%. And coming up, Bank of New York Mellon, Travelers, Procter & Gamble, and Philip Morris International are all scheduled to report results while Netflix and United Airlines will report earnings after the closing bell. About 81% of S&P 500 companies that have reported so far have beat earnings per share expectations. And at 8.30 a.m., we'll get housing starts for September. They're due to be released. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. If you have comments, criticisms, or suggestions to make the program more relevant, please do so below. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. Have a great day. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.